Welcome to Mudflap and Palmer We're Forced to Do a Podcast, a weekly bonus bit of the Mudflap and Palmer Show, starring Mudflap and Palmer. Reach out to us on Facebook or email mudflapandpalmer at gmail.com. Now, against their will and most people's wishes, here are Mudflap and Palmer. Well, hey there, you. Welcome back to episode number 18 of the Mudflap and Palmer. We're forced to do a podcast. Podcast. I am Palmer. I am Mudflap. Hey there, you. Has anybody told you you're wonderful today? You look marvelous. You are spectacular. Gorgeous. And the fact that you're listening to such a wonderful piece of entertainment as the Mudflap and Palmer were forced to do a podcast. Podcast just speaks volumes to your value, to those around you, and to us. We appreciate you. I agree with that 100%, sir. All right. Did we get through that snark free? I hope we did. Look, it's all about motivation. It really is. You know? A couple things to talk about today on episode 18. Okay. Uh, One, all right, this came to my mind because before we recorded this podcast, before now, but right after the show on Friday, I went and had to get some gas. And you and I have had this conversation before. Now on the corner around the radio around the corner from the radio station, gas is at three ninety nine per gallon for regular gas. I saw a post last night where somebody put a very similar price in a picture. They took a picture of a gas station sign that said three ninety nine, and they were all about, "Ooh, go rush, go here, please." Do it before they go up. It's, I mean, it was just ridiculous. And you and I had a conversation, maybe a little on the air, but mostly off the air. I think it was Tuesday. If I'm, if this is the conversation, it that is I'm the conversation about. you're thinking of. And I think we're on the same page about this. Two years ago, if you had looked at a gas station marquee and it said three ninety nine, you'd have thought those people were out of their ever loving minds. You, you would have called the governor's office. Yes, price gouging. Everything else that's involved with reporting someone, you would have lost your mind. Now, gas prices have been going up since really the beginning of the year. It was exacerbated somewhat by uh, the Ukrainian invasion by Russia. Now, wherever you lie on the spectrum of that's got nothing to do with it or everything to do with it, doesn't matter. The timeline fits that the gas has been increasing since then. Well, that was the excuse. Right. Again, and now we know where you stand on that spectrum as to whether you believe that or not. But the bottom line is, coinciding with that time-wise, you're having an increase in gas. Now, for the last two or three weeks after gas had peaked, and we were seeing it on the regular here in Florence at around 459, 469, you were occasionally lucky in that you found 439 somewhere. But we were up to 459, 469 for gas. That's the high. I think 469 is the highest I saw. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, at least here in this area, I know in, in different parts of the country, right. it's, it's a lot more and, and they look at us and go, what are you complaining about? Oh, right. I got friends in New York back where I grew up that, uh, continually, if I put anything up about gas prices, they chime in and say, yeah, it's like almost a dollar more than that here. And right. of course, California is higher than that. And I've got a friend that lives out in California and, and they're talking, you know, six, seven. We saw a story that one gas station in Northern California had it for nine ninety nine a gallon for regular, nine nine, and they didn't care. They said, "You know what? Pay it. Don't pay it. We don't care." They didn't care. But here's the thing: you and I have a theory, and it's not the theory that we've seen on social media where people are going, 
oh, they're driving up the gas prices so you buy more electrical cars. It's not that theory. The theory is... Although there was a report out today in quarter number two um, that a quarter of the new cars that were sold mm-hmm. were electric. So maybe that's panning out. But I don't, I don't believe that that is the driving force behind the gas prices. Do you? I think it's part of it. You think that there is an actual move within our government or our structure, whatever, uh, the free market... That if we push the prices of gas up, I'm not saying you totally believe this, but you believe that's part of it? I think that's part of it. it is to push so the everybody end game towards... is to get to an electric car. Yes, that's okay. what I think. I don't feel that that's... I, I feel that they see that as a, a benefit. I think it's an end game. I, I see. I, I, I'm not at that point believing that yet. But I do feel that they're happy about the fact, mm-hmm. the statistic that you just mentioned, that more right. electric cars are being bought. Because that goes towards their end game. I don't think it was... I think it's a happy byproduct for them at this point. And it may factor into their moves later. But I think at this point, they're just going, oh, look at that. Well, there's something we can look into and maybe manipulate. But here's the thing. And you and I both said this. Whoever happens to benefit from high gas prices, we feel that this is a matter of conditioning in that... You push the gas prices up to four sixty nine a gallon. Now it's three ninety nine, and you're going, "Woo! Remember that? It was four sixty nine, and we was all broke." See, this same thing happened when Obama was president, and you had just bought your truck. Yeah, and, and again, and the, gas coinciding, the coinciding uh, event was the Hurricane Katrina. Right. That was the convenient excuse. But it, they did come back down. They did eventually. Mm-hmm. But what they did was they settled somewhere down to where they were originally it was you know like a dollar higher here's and that's the thing and this is what you and i were both saying what we feel and we may be right we may be wrong this is just opinion it's our podcast get your own damn podcast if you want to make a different opinion but ravel 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 but here's the thing i think we agree on this it's a matter of increasing the pain threshold yes in that Let's say, for the sake of even numbers, we'll go, gas is $2 a gallon. We're all comfortable with that. We're getting gas. We're driving where we want to do. We're even driving for fun. Okay? And then event A happens or whatever excuse is given, and gas goes up to two fifty a gallon. And we're feeling it a little bit because that's a significant increase. And then they go, okay, people are getting used to us. Move it up to $3 a gallon. And eventually... It got up to four sixty nine here in Florence, and we do understand that that is one of the lower prices across the country. But now, yeah, I just looked it up in for Hawaii. Mm-hmm. It's almost six dollars a gallon. Insanity. Yeah. And here's the thing: the price of the barrel of oil never really increased. We've had oil that was more expensive than it is now, but we're at record gas prices right now. But oil, crude, where you get your gas in the past has been higher than what it is right now per barrel. So why would the gas prices be higher? And the theories abound. The one we already talked about, about maybe this is the push towards electric vehicles. Or maybe this is just profit-based. And the fact of the matter is, they give you a certain amount of pain. You get used to it. They lower it a little bit, but not all the way. And now you're going, oh, what a relief. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Thank you, sir. May I have some more? Exactly. I likened it yesterday. You and I were talking about this because it's come up several times off the air uh, this week. I likened it to somebody strangling you and strangling you. And you are out of breath and you are, you're out ready to black out. And then they let up just a little bit. So you're going, <laughs> you're, you're gasping. 
And that is the greatest relief. Yes. You're almost but you're still being strangled. I know. But they released it just a little bit. All it is is Pavlov's dog training all it, over again. It's definite conditioning. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm convinced of this. Because I, I see it all you. over Facebook now, and people are like celebrating like yes! they've won the lottery or something. Ooh, it's Sam's Club's got it for three seventy nine a gallon. And you're going, right. I need to bring all my vehicles and my lawnmowers and everything else down there now. You stock up. Right now. Or, so For the people who were like, you know, trying to store it in their flatbed. <laughs> Don't take me back to that time. But, uh... I, honestly, I believe that that is a. There's something going on with who profits from. Oh, they're making gas. record amounts of money. Yes, right now. that's the thing, and they put it out in statements. They don't care. They'll say, "Look, we've made record profits." The one company that truly pisses me off right now is Exxon, because say like at at the Walmart or the Circle K here in town, mm-hmm. they are about three seventy eight. They're still over four dollars, mm-hmm. and I'm like, how is no one calling them out on this? I mean, they are literally almost. 30 to 60, per, uh, 60 cent more expensive yes. than what the average is. And yet you still see people over there filling up. Why? And, and all I can say is why? Why people, when you can drive two more blocks and get it for 25 cents cheaper? I know. I don't understand. I, I say punish them at the pump and say, you know, if, if you have a gas station in your area that is obviously egregiously higher than anybody else in the area, don't go. I don't care if you're on fumes. Walk to the other one and fill up a little can and Matter bring fact, it back. Park your car in their parking lot. That's right. And then walk down and in go In front fill of the up. pumps so they think you're doing business, but yes. you're actually not. You're blocking other cars. Exactly. Rabble, rabble, rabble. So anyway, <laughs> Just, we're we're convinced that this is literally pain conditioning in the fact that, start, again, using raw basic numbers, $2 to $3 to $4 to $5. But hey- Oh, look, it goes down to three fifty. Oh, it's been going down for the last month. Thank God. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, except for the fact that you're forgetting that it's a dollar fifty more than it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, you know, six months ago. Talk or to whatever. me again when it's two fifty. Exactly. And then yeah, I'll be happy. Right, and th- and that's what I keep thinking when I see these social media posts. I'm like, you're playing right into their hands. You're just giving them what they expected to get, which did, is relief on your part, yeah. vocal relief, and they're still making 75% more than they were six months ago. And people did the same thing when it was like $1.78 a gallon, and then it jumped up to two seventy eight, and then it was three seventy eight, and then they brought it back down to like two fifty and called it a day, and everybody was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, exactly. And it's okay. It's irritating. I really wish I knew the answers to this. This is all opinion right now. but My uh, opinion is they suck. I mean, pretty much it boils down to that now, doesn't it? It really does. Okay. That's item number one. Then we're going to go to item number two. I was going through my phone. Pick up your phone right now, if you would. Okay. Go to your homepage. Uh Uh-huh. And tell me, how many pages of apps do you have? I have five. It comes up on five. Um, like in the little block things you're talking about, or the total number of apps? Um, uh, no, I, I'm talking about pages. Like each each one of these oh, pages, yeah, yeah. when I scroll sideways. Oh, I only have two. You have two? See, I really have to put mine in order. This is so weird. My laptop, well, mine on one page is totally in order, and then the other page. Honestly, I probably only have one. Okay. Um, because the other ones are just spread out because there's there's well no that real, counts. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, there's no real rhyme or reason. How many app icons you have? Yeah. Well, I you know you I, have two pages. Basically, I have five. I have close to five. It's like four and a half. That doesn't it's surprise so, me at it's all. So, but it's, well, it, you know, it's interesting because if I look at your computer over there, your computer has like 80 icons on top of the last, and, and you maintain that you know where all, everything is at all times. I do. I, yeah. My computer 
has literally three straight up and down rows over here and one over here, and the rest of it's wide open spaces. I just, I, I don't know. My brain works different when I see it on a computer. Anybody just, else that looks at your computer goes, they're never going to know. Yeah. What is this? It's literally Rain Man on the computer. I'm still waiting for somebody to come in here and go, this won't work, and actually do it when you're not here and straighten all that stuff up and watch you lose your mind. Oh, that wouldn't be a good day. Well, I bring this up only for one thing. I was thinking about this today. I've got five pages. you got two pages. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the exact number of apps is. But if you were to say to the general public, which we are right now, choose one app, just one, not your standard YouTube or whatever. It's a, one of the less common ones. You choose an app that you would say, this, I really, I go to this all the time. I recommend it, et cetera, et cetera. Do you have one app where you go, oh yeah, I've got this app. I love this app. And it's not one of your standard, like Facebook or Twitter or whatever. It's a different kind of app that you use for a certain functionality. Um, ooh, that's tough because I'm, I'm very basic. Um, you know, I've got my banking stuff and, you know, I've got my social media stuff, mm-hmm. which is everywhere. And then of course I have my TV stuff that everybody has. Uh, I guess the, and, and if you eliminate YouTube for me, that's kind of my go-to. Um, it's my backup to YouTube is Twitch. Okay. Um, and that's just basically a video gaming type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you use that app quite a bit. I do. Um, you know, I watch some friends on there, mm-hmm. you know, they're all encouraging me to make a Twitch channel. In which I just don't want to be the fifty-one-year-old dude uh, up there with my face there, just sucking at video games. Mud Flap and Palmer were forced to do a Twitch channel. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that. That would actually be kind of fun. Nobody wants to watch me play video games. They yeah. don't want to see my skills. They don't want to see my reactions. And it's it's because that's where I do a lot of my research. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to go buy a new game, um, you know, YouTube is my first, and then my second is I'll type in say call of duty right and then people are are, are in there streaming call of duty so sure. this way i kind of get a feel about the gameplay what the buttons are like everything else like that before i even you know consider so that's buying a new game i don't even have it's it's just strictly twitch that you download and mm-hmm. okay cool. yeah because i follow sassy on there our old our promotions, old director. promotions director he's got a, a twitch channel mm-hmm. in which um it's one of those ones where he, he's either just chatting or he, he tries to do games. different things. He's now brought in a group of people to be more interesting. He doesn't have any friends. Let's, and let's then he th- then he plays all kinds of weird, obsolete games, which is what you're kind of supposed to do sure. if you're looking for a following. You don't play the mainstream because you get lost in the shuffle. So if you play something like Dragon's Lair, uh, no one else is playing yeah, it. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so yours is Twitch. Mine is not going to surprise you. Mine is SoundHound. Now, for those of you that don't know what SoundHound is, let's assume that you are at a restaurant Mm -hmm. and you hear a song on the overhead speakers. It can be faint. It can be relatively loud, whatever. But you hear it and you're going, I like that song. I wonder what that is. I honestly don't know who that is or what that is. You hit SoundHound and not only will it sample the sound for three or four seconds and then it will bring you the artist and the title of that song. On top of that... In many cases, it'll give you the streaming lyrics as well, where you are in that song, you, where it's almost like a karaoke machine. You know, you don't even need that app because you can just ask Siri. Because Siri, who sings this? And then she'll listen. And Siri then, is a and, sassy wench, and I don't like Siri. And so then that's why I don't it. do that. Yeah, see, yeah, it's, that's how that's how I use mine. Mm-hmm. I, I'm doing the same thing. Sound, sound uh, Hound for me is is the app that does that. So, and I I find myself doing that a lot if a song, if I'm in a store or a restaurant. Or I hear something, just which is interesting in for me, because you have that. 
because you're such a music geek. Right. Well, it, that's exactly why I it, have it's, that. It's kind of surprising to me that you wouldn't know what, what a song is. Well, most most songs, I I'd probably know more songs than most people. Is this more modern day stuff that you're oh, looking Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense. I mean, again, my musical knowledge, just by the fact that I'm in my, for the, uh, fact that I'm in my uh, 50s. Mid-50s. Uh, yes, thank you for not saying upper 50s, which... I could have. Give me a couple of weeks and you might be able to legitimately. I know. Yeah. Birthday's coming up. I know. But for all the music that I know, there is some stuff that I don't know that's older, some stuff that I never, more obscure stuff. Uh, and there's certainly current stuff that I'll hear and go, oh, okay, I like that. Let's find out what that is. And then immediately I go home and put it on the iPod of Love, which has, by the way, 11,000 songs now. Don't get me started on the iPod of Love. <laughs> Literally, don't get me started. I could put I could put that thing up for auction and make hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars because there's so much music on there. It's music that he has no idea what's on. I there. know exactly. Literally, what's on doesn't know what's on there. I know exactly there. what. The, I'll I tell bet- you what. You know what? I I'll tell you what. In a future podcast, I will hand you my iPod. You can go through, pick any song on there. I'm not and saying play, you don't know name the, that tune. I don't, I'm not saying you know, don't know the music. What I'm saying is you don't actually know what's physically on there because I've been in the car with you and you go, "Oh, I didn't know that was on there." Uh huh. Literally, he would say that. I gave him a chance to to embarrass me in public and he didn't take it. I'll do it. <laughs> we'll play we'll that play game. iPod. Name that tune. Okay. iPod. I love name that tune. I'm down with that. With eleven thousand songs on there and 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 no hip hop. You're not allowed to choose any hip hop. Like, like I'm allowed to choose what it is ever <laughs> is on the iPod. All right. Well, that's for a future podcast. We'll do that. Yep. Uh, got one more thing. This came up on the on the show this morning. We were talking about old radio stories. Now, this is a double-edged sword, and I'll tell you why. Because we have been in radio for decades. So has most everybody around us. Mm-hmm. And when they come in, and they start giving these, back in my day when Marconi was my boss, and uh, we played Al Jolson on the radio. I'm I mean, surrounded by this. Yes, it happens all the time. And while I could wade in on that, I try not to because... You're the one who typically does, though. I'm the one that responds to it. Yes. I mean, you won't respond to it if somebody comes in here and, and embarks on that journey. I'll respond to it because... see. That's part, one of us has to. That's partly true, but you also did this across the street with an individual. Yes. And they used to do it, I think, honestly, just to piss me off. And if you ask this individual, he's very well known here in the area. Danny Lockamy. Yeah, Danny Lockamy. And he will still come up to me today and go, oh, miss you boys. I miss walking in there and talking 1970s and 60s stuff with Mudflap just to make you mad. He knew exactly what the hell he was doing. Who, him? And you. Oh, me? Yes. Oh, come on. Oh, no, no, no. People, please. You too? No. Yeah. No way. 1,000% did that. Well, you see that I don't engage in that so much here because I just kind of go. And and on top of that, if you wait long enough, you hear the same stories four and five times from the same person. They'll come in like six months later and tell you the same exact story. True. And there are several people here that are guilty of that. That is true. That being said, we were talking about our radio stories this morning uh, about specifically about a giveaway that we had done it across the street at our old radio station, (laughs) (laughs) which still makes me laugh. (laughs) But what I'm going to give you right now is the opportunity to tell one amusing radio story. It doesn't have to be specifically, it just has to involve the job that we've been doing. Okay. And I'll go first to give you time to think about this because I've had time to think about this. I haven't really thought about this on any level. I'll give you three brief ones and two of them, you know, 
One of them you know real well. One of them you know sort of know, and one of them you don't know. Okay. Okay? So I'll start with the one you don't know. And this okay. happened in my very first radio job. And I was there on a Sunday morning, and at the time, we had to play, this tells you how far back this was, we had to play these record albums. And there was a preacher that was on vinyl that we got every Sunday, and we had to play it. And somebody had to be in there. To, it's, it wasn't, we didn't have the technology we have now. So if somebody, meaning me, had to be in there and play these records, then put the commercials, then play the next segment of the record, et cetera. Well, there was a segment that was about 15 minutes long, and I said, I am really hungry. And down the street, about a block away, was a convenience store. So I put the record on, started the segment, said, I'm out. I'm going to go down and get like some breakfast burritos or something. Problem being, two things happened at the same time. One, I locked myself out. Oh. Two, the record skipped. Oh, no. That's like the worst thing <laughs> Let me thing give you ever. 2A. From what I gathered by the time I eventually broke back into the radio station, it was stuck on a sentence where the preacher kept saying, Go to hell. Over and over. Stop it. And over again. I, I, I'm not lying. I swear to you, I'm not lying. Oh, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> and thankfully, much like this radio station here, nobody was listening, so I'm the only one that knew that it happened. Oh, It was like 8 o'clock in the morning so, on a Sunday. So lucky. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So the pretty three bad. people who were listening to that church service probably. Uh, they're but- in hell. Yeah, they, they're, they're in hell right now. Officially in hell. Yeah, I mean, they were in hell then, and they're in hell now. <laughs> All right, two other stories. The one you're semi-familiar with, and this is a short one, is that uh, a uh, another employee at our old radio station across the street left a bag of paintballs in the studio for whatever reason, and they were yellow. And I thought it was like a lemon drop. <laughs> I do remember So this. I popped this in my mouth and bit into it, and my mouth flooded with yellow paint god i remember this <laughs> it was the most <laughs> disgusting thing ever it was so bad and i was like i had literally was drooling yellow paint out of my mouth and i'm running to a sink i'm going oh my god it was the worst right, thing you ever. went home right after that didn't you i don't remember i don't re- all i remember was so bad third story is one you're familiar with we'd installed security cameras in the hallways oh. uh and this was new to us and it was down basically because our general manager was a dickhead and he wanted to like watch everybody. And I think he really literally, literally just sat in his, in his office and watched everybody. You know where this is going. I know exactly where this is going. Okay. We got some new chairs in and they were high. You know, they're office chairs, but they were like default set high. So I jumped on the chair because you have to jump on it to get it to settle. And I jumped up on the chair, but the problem with this chair was... Because it was a cheap-ass chair from a cheap-ass company, the seat was shiny, slick plastic. It wasn't like cloth or leather or anything like that. Oh, no. So literally, I jump up and land on the seat and slide right the hell off. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. Where the security camera comes in <laughs> is I get so mad. And I don't know where everybody was. I don't know who saw it when it actually happened. I did. I, I was in do, my office. I do know you were right, like right next door in the yep. next office. I, I know you definitely heard it because I went down like a ton of bricks, stood up, and I was so mad that, well, what the video camera shows <laughs> is a shot of the, a long shot of the hallway, and about halfway down that hallway, the video camera would show you. I mean, you could vaguely see like the door because we were halfway down the hallway. 
So basically, you just had the hallway. If anybody walked in the hallway, you saw them. But if they were in the studios, you did not. Right. Except when I went into this fit of anger, picked up the chair and threw it out into the hallway. So you're looking at the screen. You're looking at this video. And there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes this chair flying into view, <laughs> slamming into the wall across the hall. That one went viral within the company. That one, everybody yeah, loved that one. We downloaded that one. Everybody loved that video. My uh, my only one actually is a very similar story to you, and it has to do with you. Oh, really? You and I were doing the morning show. No, wait a minute. This better not be Myrtle Beach. Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, that that one's good too. <laughs> Matter of fact, both of my stories have to do with you. Oh, oh, you got two? Well, the Myrtle Beach story was going to be one. Okay. So we're sitting in the studio. <laughs> And Mudflap is talking about, it was a Monday, I remember it specifically. We were talking back and forth, you know, how was your weekend? How did it go? Blah, blah, blah. And you went, oh, man, I fell this weekend. And I went. Was that here or over there? Over there. Okay. Really? Yeah. And I said, oh, okay. I said, well, what happened is, he goes, well, you know how when you like you stumble and then you just can't catch up with yourself and you keep stumbling? And I said, yeah. And so Mudflap at this point decides he's going to show me kind of the recreation of what happened oh lord <laughs> this is my favorite memory well it's all about how i'm a good actor is what this is he takes two steps mm-hmm. and he's kind of leaning forward and at this point gravity takes over in which there's a third step and a fourth step and it's like watching a cartoon as this individual is picking up speed and the next thing you know, he's out the door of the studio and slams into the same wall in which he just threw that chair a little while ago he was just telling you about. It ends up right on his spots. I'd forgotten that. It's my favorite story. I'd forgotten that. Let me reenact it for you. I cried. Hold on. The realism here is amazing. Literally, I was in tears. It was so funny. And the other story has to do with you falling as well. Uh-huh. We were in Myrtle Beach, and we were yeah. doing our very first CCMF. And we were coming out of the hotel. And for those folks that don't know, that's the Carolina Country Music Festival. And we, living in Florence, were going to do our morning show over there on Friday. Yep. So we got a hotel room, and we shared it, and we were there for the entire weekend. So we were coming out of the hotel, and it was kind of on a little bit of a hill. Mm-hmm. And it was an awkward stepping situation. Yeah. So I was in front of him, mm-hmm. and I'm walking, and I go down these steps. And the next thing I hear is, oof! <laughs> And all, all I could think about, the best way I can describe this is, think Indiana Jones yeah. in the very first movie and, and the, the big rock, the boulder, coming that, at that him. That he's running from. And literally, I turn around and Mudflap is tumbling. And he's cursing all the way down and rolling. And he can't stop. Oh. The next thing you know, he gets up. Is is literally He's bleeding from his arms. He's got ripped pants. He literally looks like he has just been in a fight with Mike Tyson. And it was just from walking. The best part about this story, which he hasn't told you, is he missed about 90% of the fall. I did. Because he was walking ahead of me and walking away. Because And he had to hear it. I heard it. And feel it and sense it and turn around. By that time, 90% of it was over. I heard it and I felt him on the back of my calf. And I'm like, (laughs) what is he doing? And I turned around and look, and he's literally like rolling down a hill like you did when you were a kid. I am not. I'm going to tell everybody this right now. I am not as clumsy as this makes it out to be. I am not. But when I do get clumsy, it's usually fairly epic. I could add two more stories to that right off the bat. I'm not going to because we're kind of running short on time. But. 
<laughs> that was the best. <laughs> little radio story time for you. And that's not even really delving into no. the real radio aspect of it. But these are just stories that happened to us when we were in working in radio. My and only other thing related. that I did was I was training. Uh, I was in charge of training the part-timers across the street. And I had thought I had trained this person pretty well. And I was wrong. Because I leave this person and they're going to run some NASCAR. And the way our board is... Um, it controls everything, and it also controls computers and things like that that don't necessarily have anything to do with the on-air product, but it's able for us to record and do things like that. And also, if you hit the wrong button, whatever you're playing on that computer goes over the radio. And the next thing I know, I'm about halfway home, and I'm listening to it, and the race is going fine. And then I start hearing voices. And it's not good voices. It is straight up, I guess you would say, porn. Mm. And I'm like, what is that? What is going on with their feed? And I couldn't figure it out. And so I call up, I'm calling the hotline and, and this person answers. And I was like, what is that sound? What, why am I hearing people moaning in the background? And this person's like, what? Well, I don't hear anything. I was like, literally, I hear it. It's a hundred thousand watt radio station. I hear it. It's on my radio. I'm not crazy. And so after about five minutes of poking or prodding, he's like, yeah, I, I may have had the pot up, and um, I'm watching something. I, I know what you're watching. <laughs> Everyone knows what you're watching. <laughs> that that person got fired. Yeah, right after that. You know what? I do want to delve into this because as we were talking about this, I was actually taking notes. Like, there's all these other stories. Some you know, some you don't. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm sure you have some stories that I don't know. Uh, but I think we'll be revisiting this in podcasts of the future. But that's going to wrap it up. For today, episode 18 is in the can. We invite you guys to listen and certainly comment uh, at mudflatandpalmer at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on social media. All right, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. We did this one time. What kind of grade do you give today's podcast? I give it a solid B. Solid B? Solid B. I would say I'm, agree I'm in agreement with you on that. Yeah. Solid B. Solid B. Could bad. have been better. Definitely passed. Don't have to take the final. <laughs> well, I always had to take the final. <laughs> Well, that's you. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate you listening during the week, Monday through Friday, nine or make that uh, six a.m. to ten a.m. on uh, ninety-nine-three. The Cat. Uh, also, don't forget we have the Mudflat and Palmer Top Twenty Country Countdown. It's a countdown of the top twenty country songs, but it's us. So there you go. That much better than the regular stuff, and that airs on ninety-nine-three. The Cat, marginally eight a.m. Come on, sell the sizzle, sir. <laughs> 8 a.m. on Saturdays, and again, an encore presentation at 7 p.m. on Sundays. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, have yourselves a wonderful week, and we'll catch you next Friday. Bye, y'all. And that's a wrap. Thanks for checking out the Mudflap and Palmer. We're forced to do a podcast podcast. A new episode goes live every Friday. So check back then. If you need more of the guys, you can hear Mudflap and Palmer in the PD on 99.3 The Cat weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. and around the world via the Cat Country app. Have a great week.